0: This is Bruce. This is Trav.
1: This is Pixie.
0: Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of, take it away Trav, of going through a portal and finding out, wow, the humans have really big ears on this world. <laughs> yes, that's not, well, you know, big ears and. Okay, wow, we're, okay. Okay, they're, we're they're, all, they're all, yeah, all right. All right, hey, I hey, 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 I see hey. how this going. PG-13
2: here, hey, hey, hey. Yeah,
1: go. Please.
2: Okay, tonight, folks, we are... Oh, this has been a long time in the making here. And as you heard, the professor is with us here in Command Central this evening. Good evening, Professor.
0: Good Good evening, (laughs) Pixie.
1: It has been
2: a long day and it's not over yet. Yeah. Tonight, and as I said, this has been a long time in the making, folks. We are continuing the Adding Fringeworthy 2 series. And, of course, the Professor Pixie spin on it. Adding Fringeworthy to Jack and Daxter. Now, this is a, from what I am told, a venerable game series of what, five or six games in this series?
0: Yes, and the new one came out fairly recently.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and
0: me. my son was a huge fan of it when a he was one? just a little tyke.
2: Uh oh, uh oh, something me. got past the professor here. Yep. <laughs> Can you
1: blame me? I have been a little focused on a different game series. Lately. Yeah. Okay, maybe more a little, but a new. A a fully new game for the series that was recent.
2: I thought so. Um, I, I'm on the wiki here. We have uh, the precursor Jack and Daxter, the precursor of Legacy Daxter, Jack Two, Jack Three, Jack X Combat Racing, and Jack and Daxter: The Lost Frontier.
1: No, that's that's been it for a while. Oh, okay. Hmm. If it was something new, it's maybe like they were re released on on a new platform
2: okay it's right. possible okay but yeah um uh, let's see here yeah and we have of course the Jack and Daxter wiki here on you know fandom.com how they have wikis for now everything, everything yeah book series movies TV video games yeah yeah but
1: those wikis are on
2: point oh no the, the, uh, you got to give credit to their fan bases that this they keep the fan base,
1: up. they keep that stuff up to date they're yeah there
2: there's point. been very few wikis on I fandom that they're kind of uh. a
1: few errors. Yeah, in in and guys, but ninety nine percent of it is accurate.
2: Yeah, so that is what we're doing tonight: adding Fringeworthy to Jack and Daxter. And as I said, this is something that Pix and I have been planning on our for years, but just you know, stars weren't right, planets weren't in alignment, and over the past month or so, she finally got her all her notes together, and so here we are. Now, so
0: who are who are these Jack and Daxter people? And why are they so awesome?
2: Uh, okay,
1: so, yeah, the the people of the jagged and Dexter world, at least the main people you'll be running into, kind of look like, well, they are humans with really big pointy ears.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm taking a look at the graphic here. Yeah, those yeah. are big ears. They look yeah. like D&D elves, yeah.
1: They look like D&D elves. The ears are, like, out to here instead of up up here. Yeah,
2: instead of straight up, they're out. At like, you know, maybe a forty five degree angle. Yeah. But no, no yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're the humans, yeah.
1: They're the humans of that world. There are other sentient races in the world like the lurkers.
0: Which
2: they were said originally yeah. known as critters here in the Did You Know part of the wiki. Um, All right. okay. Uh okay. Oh by the w-
0: yeah. by the way, the what I was thinking about was the Jack's Jack and Daxter film adaptation, which was uh announced in February twenty twenty two with uh in the development with Uncharted director Ruben Fleischer. Collaboration with Naughty Dog, so oh. that's and that's, okay. that's what cool. I was thinking about. Not, so apparently, it's not a game; it's a movie. About wow.
1: the game, this is going to be good because they're at least working with the original developer of the series. Okay, this yep. I I am I am intrigued.
0: Okay, so again, who are these people? They got big ears. We get we know that much so far. <laughs>
2: Yep. Oh, let's see here. Let me...
0: Yeah, we are...
2: uh, Okay, well... Going to the wiki here. Jack. Apparently a prince.
1: Uh, yes. He himself is actually the prince of Haven City, but was taken away from the city for plot reasons. Yeah. Part of the overall arching plot of the series.
2: Yeah, apparently the gr- born to the Grand House of Mar in Haven City as the son of King Damus.
1: Damus is yeah. an accurate pronunciation.
2: And let's see, and Daxter appears oh,
1: throughout most of the game as what is called an Otsel. Okay. But he is originally human as well.
2: Okay, now this term, Otsel. Yes. I am now going to read to where Pixie and I placed it on the fringe paths in the infamous Big Blue Binder. This is a world in Portals 1. It is negative 41 comma 4. I will read the blurb. Otter, be careful. Another set of ruins left by an otter-like race of builders who were crossing the fringe paths. This area is a series of black concrete bunkers, apartments, and water slides. Now, would it be safe to say that the Otzels are this race of otter-like builders?
1: Yes, it would, as the Otzel is a hybrid of the otter and weasel and happen to be the species that, that the precursors belong to.
2: Okay, now I'm going to take a look a precursor. Yes. Uh, by virtue of being transformed to auto, Daxter and Vega are also precursors. Okay. Right. I Okay, I got precursor here. Ancient race of Otsuls, And the central
1: and, deity is in setting.
2: Yes. Now, as we know, in Fringeworthy, the Termellern considered all of the citizens of the various alternate and parallel Earths Termelern, whether they are human or whatever. They right. say considered them part of that brotherhood of Termellern.
0: Right, because right. they were all alternate versions of the dominant life form on what is essentially the same planet yeah. in all these different dimensions.
1: Due to the small rodent-like stature, they fabricated a mythos of large god-like creatures made of precursor metal, humanoid in stature with insectoid heads, large round eyes, and a proboscis extending below the jaw. Okay. That is... That humanoid shape with insectoid features is most humans' perception of the precursors due to the, uh... A PR actual, campaign, it sounds like, yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> basically, a precursor PR campaign because of their actual stature being small rodents. Yeah,
2: and and so, yeah... But it, they it's, are
1: very powerful rodents. Well, yeah, but
2: still, it's like... Yeah, it's a PR campaign. Do we want to be seen as like this and where these... Guys? No, we're going to make it where people think we were like this. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah.
1: In the game's mythology, the Precursors created Jack's planet, apparently, as well as many others. They created and used a substance called eco to create many of the world's environments, as well as Precursor Metal, which they used to create large pillars, constructs, and other massive structures. It outlasted and predated all artifacts known to to humans during the series of events, and referred to as Precursor Artifacts.
2: Okay, Precursor Metal. Yes. Known to be considerably heat resistant Although not enough to withstand the heat of a fire canyon And was also useful for being impermeable To dark eco uh, Remained tacked for eons Used Sometimes used in combination with stone and glass To form artifacts and objects Floating platforms and oracles respectively Generated at least part by precursor robots Via, via a hydraulic chisel In the lepto Okay, yeah. yeah So, this world I looked through the wiki And Pixie and I discussed this And again, we're enjoying the D20 We go by the progress level scale originally depicted in D20 Modern Future. This is a PL9 world. These Otsils, these Precursors, they had God Tech. And yes. this term that keeps coming up, Eco. Uh, yes. which co- it, it permeates the series and it is responsible for most of the stuff here. So
1: Basically.
2: now We, we looked at, uh, because I, I wanted to know what Eco was. I'm trying, I'm looking well, and I, I Right. There,
1: there are six known types in each type does different things.
2: Here's what got me to decide what it probably is. It is capable of physically appearing in the form of droplets or clusters of liquid or as a gas in its natural form or a prism or a crystal. And you have light, dark, green, blue, yellow, and red, each possessing a different color and specific property. Uh, yeah, no, this is nanites. Right. Because a lot of times gray goo, green goo, and refer to the Past episode we did on the green goo, the programmable plant matter that I came up with, that I now used in campaigns to great effect. So yeah, basically these guys made everything via nanotech, and we can assume that they went down to. I'm trying to remember the two other femto, femto tech, and pico tech, which what? microtop, microscopic, atomic, and then subatomic is the pico tech.
1: And- Basically, each world in that universe that was created by the precursors has what's called an eco-core that basically dis- basically it controls the flow and distribution of it across that world.
2: Okay, so basically, were the worlds themselves created the, with eco? They just said, hey, we're going to make a planet.
1: Basically, the precursors are world builders.
2: Oh, we might have to upgrade them to PL10 because that's that's level stuff there. Yeah, if you're if, able if to build they, planets,
1: that's, that's what they're described as. Is that they created Jack's planet as well as several others?
2: Okay, yeah, uh, changing that nine to so, a ten in my binder then. Yeah, so they're, yeah, they're termellern level.
1: We will update that in the binder accordingly. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, Jack. And Daxter. Okay, these two are through this series now. Jack, we've already—he is a prince that apparently has been what taken away from his home due to internal politics. and Internal
1: whatnot. politics was uh, was the primary cause. The other reason is that he is actually the chosen hero type character. Okay, yeah. His actual name is Mar.
2: Yeah. He
1: he's not just of the house of Mar. He's destined to become its founder.
2: Okay. Yeah, Jack, birth name, Mar is the main protagonist, yeah. Uh yeah, where is yeah, Daxter. Okay, now Daxter. Okay, there's a term I haven't known. Deuteragonist. Being I don't sec- know. The secondary titular player character. And the supporting sidekick of Jack throughout the main series, also prime character of the self titled spinoff game, Daxter.
1: They call that a spin-off simply because it's not numbered with the main ones of Precursor Legacy, Jack 2 and Jack 3. But the offensive Daxter immediately lead into the beginning of Jack 2. Okay. As, it's, if you were to play cutscenes all the way through. Ending cutscene of Daxter, start the beginning of Jack 2.
2: Okay, and a, and a deuteragonist is the person's secondary, second importance to the protagonist in drama. Okay. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. now looking, it's like, yep, okay, I just want to be sure. Uh, former human transformed into a precursor ossel upon falling into a dark eco-silo in the precursor legacy. Well, we've already determined if it's nanotech, we already... You know, pretty much one of the conventions is nanotech can do genetic engineering. So, right. yeah. And... Now, here's, a, here's another term we've come up with that we're seeing here. Okay, we've already determined eco. There's six types. Dark eco.
1: Ooh, yeah. Dark eco.
2: And we are going to... Okay. One of the six types of eco...
1: A dark, poisonous substance with the ability to transform, infect, and sometimes kill any life form or object it comes in contact with. It is considered severely unstable and the opposite of Light Eco.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. um, Yeah, mental note, stay away from the Dark Eco. Now, Light (laughs) Eco... One of the six colors of Eco is a rare, pure substance... Created by combining all four colored eco's, and is the direct opposite of dark eco. It's only seen in three of the games. It's one of the few colors known to crystallize, and it was used to power the planetary defense system.
1: Uh, okay. So that refers to the eco crystals, which is a crystallized form of eco characterized by its respective color, multiple flat faces, protruding angles, and glossy, if not glowing, surface. Eco crystals are often used as a source of energy or significant source of light. Okay, they're luminescent. Fine. The eco crystals yeah, are.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: A crystal contains a high concentration of eco, and as such, used in similar ways that pure eco could be used, exhibiting properties respective to its type. All colors of eco have appeared in crystal form, though crystal. Though crystallization of only light, dark, and green have been known to occur naturally.
2: And they are the only known crystals to exhibit special properties such as a significant source of power, explosive discharge, and the ability to transform properties of one eco into other colors. Okay, yeah. So
1: the other ones, blue, red, and yellow, can crystallize, but they're not known to form naturally.
2: You have to have. An Outside source, probably the dark eco, I would imagine, to change them into possible. Crystal. Okay, all right,
1: possible that light or dark eco could act as the catalyst for crystallization of the other types. Yeah, I'm
2: thinking if they're that powerful, yeah, it just yeah, uh, yeah, light eco again, combining the four mm-hmm. colored eco's, yeah, so
1: and. Eco itself is studied by humans, by the humans. Um, It is mostly done by specific ones that are called sages. You'll have basically a given sage will study a particular type of eco, like, for example, Samos. Samos is the green sage.
2: Okay. Oh, so there's only one sage of each type? It's not.
1: There could be multiple for a given type, but when a person, uh, from what I gather, is that because of the effects of long-term exposure to a given type, resulting most commonly, I guess, in the skin color change.
2: Yeah, okay. I can see that, yeah.
1: One of the long-term effects of extended exposure to a particular eco type could be the change in skin color that you see in Samos and the other sages in across the series.
2: Okay, so mu the, the eco has mutagenic properties over the long course of exposure. Got it. Okay. Right. So uh,
1: generally yeah. it's probably not a good idea to
2: hang look, around it. Yeah. Like, study if, it from afar.
1: Study it from a safe distance. Yeah. Laboratory leave, leave condition it, shielding. And leave it to these particular people so you don't often see more than one of them at a time. Okay. But that does not preclude that they're existing more than one at a time.
2: Okay. All right. So this series, as I said, we put it on negative 41, comma 4. And so, uh, how can I ask this? Let's see, concrete, black concrete bunkers, apartments, and water slides. Okay. um, Well, I mean, the, these Otzels most likely, probably, you know, you get that high level of technology. It's like, why do you have a water slide? We do it for fun. What? Yeah. On. Yeah. Don't judge me. Why yeah. not? Um,
1: also, take, take into account that there used to, there most likely used to be quite a number of other precursors. We may only see three of the precursors, which are... I am looking...
2: Okay, so...
1: Which are... I'm going to read from the wiki here, alright? The three precursors that we see in the series are referred to as the Otzel Leader, Otzel Dummy, and Otzel Surfer. That's the only things they're referred to as, and those are the known precursors that we see. Okay. But there used to be a lot more of them, and you can tell there used to be a lot more of them because of one of their primary antagonists, the Dark Makers.
2: Okay, now we're getting into the bads. Uh,
1: now we're getting into the bad stuff.
2: Uh, dark alien race of ancient corrupted precursors. Considered a deadly race, sign of the undoing of a planet that should they approach. At one point, contact with Jack Planet Alliance with Cyber Arrow. Okay, they wanted to destroy the planet with Dark eco. Okay, these are big bads. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Pre- just just take any heroic, you know, legendary character, put dark in front of it, and right. you've got your big yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. The precursors are primarily opposed by the Horoquan and the Darkmakers. Now, the Horoquan humans call them metal heads because most of the species have a metallic gem in, in the skull.
2: Okay, and yeah, Horokwan. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And biomechanoid life forms comprising around 30 known distinct species, including metal bugs. They yep. were reptilian, sectored, or more rarely dinosaurian in nature, ranging from diminutive to colossal in size. All metalheads are identified by metallic exoskeleton, as well as a skull gem in the head chester back. Okay. Yep.
1: Ancient enemies of the precursors and the namesake belligerent of the metalhead wars. The, the metalheads were led by the ancient core, referred to as Great One.
2: Okay, um... Yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, a team, an IDEC coming through the portal, and they come upon this, I guess, let's see, black concrete bunkers, apartments, and water slides. They would see this probably as... Well, obviously, it would be a settlement. Right, and,
1: and this... This area would be out in what is called the wasteland.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not. Yeah. As I said, but the
1: wasteland is a large desert island featured in Jack Three. It's where it's where Haven City sends people who are exiled.
2: Oh, their version of and and nothing against our, our
1: nothing. I guess our Australian
2: listeners, but yeah, it's basically this world's Australia. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And those a have, colony.
1: Those exiles have also made their own city. The city of Spargus. Okay. And there yeah. are other ruined settlements across the wasteland. Okay. This particular bunker and apartments, watersides that could be one of the old ruined settlements. Oh
2: no, I'm taking a pi- I'm looking at the pictures here of the metal heads, and there's the stinger. It's just and pardon my it's a badass looking scorpion robot and the <laughs> and the And you know the stinger tail has got to be some type of cannon or something, but yeah, just And then you've got the metal P which it, it's an armored scaled. Centipede and yeah, it just yeah, these metal heads okay, they mean business just by the look, yes. Oh, Uh, yeah, I, I, right,
1: I was looking at the dark makers,
2: yeah, okay, metal heads, yeah. Um, okay, okay, so we've determined that the precursor technology, PL10, if they can make planets, yeah, Yeah. that's tremellar level tech, just okay, yeah. yeah, now the current humans that live there. I take it that they are living and, you know, they have the sages, so they're reverse-engineering the stuff that was left behind by these precursors.
1: Basically. In fact, one of Samos' things that he... he One of Samos' things, when you first... When you first start up the game, you hear him talking about the precursors. Who were the precursors? How did they build the... Uh, how did they build the vast monoliths that litter the planet? Where did they go... Why did they disappear? That's his, that's one of his whole deals, is the mysteries of the Precursors.
2: Okay, alright, I'm seeing here...
1: And I suppose that the people uh, that he's studying Eco and, and other Precursor artifacts to unravel those mysteries.
2: Okay, but the... Okay, as I said, PL 10 for the precursors. How high has the particular society gotten? Uh, what would what, be the highest?
1: Is, I know there is casual civilian use of anti-grav tech.
2: Okay, right? PL 7, which is the gravity age and the progress level scale. All right. So, yeah. Oh, no, no. And then the PL 10, it's God tech to them. It might, you know, cue the Arthur right. C. Clarke quote. Yeah.
1: And um, you said that the teleporters that pop up throughout the series.
2: Oh, like the rift portals and all that that I just saw, and yeah. um,
1: Well, not the rift gate. Not the rift gate itself. That is a whole other deal. Uh, Teleport gate. Here we go. Teleport gate. Warp
2: gate, precursor artifact used throughout the series to instantly travel great distances... right and into otherwise inaccessible areas operate by being set to it okay that's a trans portal right. and yeah getting out d20 future here
1: getting at this and I'm bringing this one up because throughout the series there are differing numbers of known gates that connect to different places like there's an entire... The, there's an entire network of bring that closer a little.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, there's an entire network of gates during Jack Two. There's ten gates across Haven and and other areas surrounding it.
2: Okay, and I'm looking here in D twenty future a trans portal, which is what these teleport gates are. That's PL eight. So, in other words, there's
1: not very common use of that
2: now. Level. Were these left over, or was this something they reverse engineered? The humans reverse engineered from precursor time Now,
1: we were at, we actually talked about this one, okay? And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull from the the notes about precursor legacy here. During precursor legacy, there were five warp gates, four of which were maintained by a sage. Okay. Being able to activate the gates, this network of five gates, activating each one allows allows Jack to select any of the locations that were previously visited and turned on. Okay. Basically, if if these gates are active, they can be selected from the... They have their activation mechanism, and you can choose which one to connect to from there.
2: Okay, all right.
1: I theorized that during this time frame, Precursor Legacy, the people don't know how it works, they just know that it does. And that's why these gates are maintained by sages, because the sages have something of a greater understanding of all of that Precursor junk.
2: Could it be due to the, because these sages, they deal with eco. Could it be due to the exposure of the eco that maybe they got stuff downloaded in their brain and, okay, this is how is, you operate is this stuff? It's
1: possible that they can pick that up slightly faster.
2: Okay, kind of like Dr. Lang and Robotech touching the protoculture computer on the SDF-1 and getting the intelligence boost. Got it. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right, so we have...
1: And that's right. why I also theorized that because okay, during Daxter, there are eight gates that are known that, that are known and used throughout that game. Some of them... Within Haven City itself. so the, And the gates look slightly different during Daxter. Than they do in Precursor Legacy. Well,
2: in na- Nanotech, it can shift to whatever it wants to look like. You can just say that they just tweak themselves due to programming. Oh, we're going to look like this now.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. The overall... Let me uh, It could also just be a thing. Because I'm looking at the overall structure and the internal gate, ma- gate a- aspect. And it looks... Almost the same, so... Okay.
2: But yeah, we determined here by uh, D20 Future that trans portals are PLA. So that means if you're PL10 tech and you make a trans portal, it's going to be obviously one of very high design. It's like making us in PL5 here making a device from the renaissance era it right. is going to have better metallurgical design it's going to be designed efficiently the parts that make it run are going to be much smaller and oh, yeah. uh, miniaturized so yeah, yeah this is going to be a top of the line trans portal where you're not going to have glitches or anything because it's have redundant system deals right. to say yeah it, it's going to be if it's all nanotech run and infused and everything it should be all set so yeah PL- right. PL10 is making a PL8 device okay yeah. um
1: uh, some of the ones that are. Some of the locations that are in Daxter for the warp gates also seem to correspond to a couple of locations in Jack 2, implying that those are the same. Those may as well be the same gates.
2: Okay, alright. So there is that continuity at least. Okay. Yes. Um,
1: and there seems to be another basically separate. Small network of them during JAG Three. Okay.
2: Now, what was the thing I
1: and what you were getting at? The Rift Gate is very big.
2: Okay. Let Let's go to Rift Gate here, and and it's good you can just go right to Precursor artifacts, and like the fourth one is Rift Gate. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, okay. That's new. That no page, no text for this page. I've got it. Okay. Thank
1: you. I've got it. I I pulled it up from uh, from Teleport Gate. There's a thing where you can look at the Rift Gate from there.
2: Got it. Okay, thanks. So...
1: Yes. The Rift Gate, also called the Rift Ring, is a precursor artifact used to travel through time and requires the Rift Rider to make it work.
2: Okay. Time travel. PL9. All right. Yeah. Uh, Now, Rift Rider...
1: And the Rift Rider requires two separate precursor artifacts known as the Heart of Mar and the Time Map.
2: Okay, so basically, vehicle intended for time travel, discovered by Card the Dog, uh, and the Precursor Legacy. So apparently, just traveling through the time stream, you can't just walk through and do it. No. You, you, you have to be in r- this Rift, Rift Rider riding. as you go
1: the rift rider effectively protects the traveler basically
2: okay all right it
1: need it now the time map that's part of the rider is what contains your coordinates okay that that contains a set of coordinates used for, needed for traveling through time. It has other properties with other art, other uh, artifacts, but when used with the Rift Rider, it's what holds the coordinates, telling it where
2: to go. Okay, and the Heart of Mar.
1: The Heart of Mar is a large ruby gem carved in the shape of a heart and set in pierced metal. It is one of the it, it's. It's one of the items needed to activate the Rift Rider, and serves as the start button for the vehicle.
2: Okay, I, so it's I not so it, much a power source; it's the key. Okay. Yes,
1: yeah, the key needed to uh, needed to turn the thing on. All right. At which point it starts reading out any coordinates from the from the time map, and yes, reading out the coordinates is an important quantifier because I went on a tangent with myself on this
2: one. Oh, okay. You just went. Oh, oh, we're here. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: And this is what ties back into Jack. Okay, little little Jack.
2: Okay, Samus. All right. So now that we've determined that the precursors just had Termalern level toys, just okay. We have that yeah. set. And the humans of this world had anti-grab. So did they? I take it they they reverse engineered the tech and they got up to that point, or just natural?
1: Not really stated. However, um, in Precursor Legacy, the first iteration of the, anti-grav, the, the A-Grav Zoomer was created by Kira. She was massively ahead of her time. Basically, poss- possibly, if we go on the sage route that uh, the exposure to the eco makes okay. it easier for them to understand Precursor Tech, possibly her innate ability to eventually become a sage may have aided in her inventing the A-Grav Zoomer. Okay. Right. during the time of Sandover Village. Alright,
2: so we've determined that these humans on this world are PL-7 society with PL-10 god tech left as artifacts of various types around this world. So when an right. IDET comes through and they see the settlement of the bunkers, apartments, and the water slides, they're gonna, okay, so, it, it, and again, depending on the time in the can that you're running your Fringeworthy game. And let's see, negative 41,4, oh no, that'd be at least somewhere in the middle campaign. You're not going to be getting out that far in the early campaign. The first five years, heck, they barely got out to Bureau 13 So we're going to assume this is a middle campaign location, barring extraordinary circumstances. Right. So, Earth Prime would already be PL-6, which means pl 7s on the horizon. They already have fusion power on Earth Prime, clean, limitless energy. Right. And, and so they'd be able to look around and they'd see PL... Okay, yeah, these people are a little more advanced And we are. Then they see the precursor stuff. Then they see the precursor stuff and be like, okay. We don't understand any of this. Nope, this is magic. Again, Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. But
1: but when encountering the humans of this world, they'll see a society that's PL7 edging into PL8. Okay. So it's just above what they've got and they could possibly.
2: I don't know, with these sages you're saying that the state is all over they've they've been exposed to eco their intelligence has been heightened I'd be willing to say that this 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 human society uplifted themselves to reverse engineering the the precursor I tech. would say so gone,
1: because yeah. they've gone through that
2: they've had their industrial revolution their information age their fusion right. age their, their, their right. gravity age now right yeah okay
1: and that can be encompassed by the fact that we see the first a grab Zoomer in Sandover Village. 300 years later in Haven City, the Zoomers are everywhere and they come in different shapes and sizes.
2: Yeah, 300 years yeah, that particular vehicle would be just proliferated there's all over. There's just all everywhere. Yeah, okay. And Zoomers, yeah, they sound yeah, a grab Zoomers, yeah, yeah, just little you know, like it's, the Jetson. You know, like,
1: yeah. yeah, there's little ones, there's bigger ones, there's okay. somewhere in between. Okay,
2: yeah. So, for passenger, cargo. Right. Um,
1: They use specific ones for prisoner transport
2: Oh, yeah Okay, trying to get this to add fringe They come through the portal, they see this After scrutinizing things They realize they're in a a tech level Minimum middle campaign higher than them If they're in the late campaign Right uh, 21 years and later By that time, because in the middle campaign Is where, okay, they've left five By five years after fringe discovery Unita and the fringe worthy teams Have found out enough tech. Okay, we're up to PL6. We have discovered fusion power. We have clean, limitless energy for all the people on Earth Prime. We're starting to bring in food. The middle campaign is where they start creeping up into PL7. So, there's anti-grab on Earth Prime. uh Six to twenty years after fringe discovery. So... Okay. And depending on where you put in the middle campaign, they would have a similar level of tech. Late campaign, obviously, there are seven and possibly into eight, just depending on how you play the campaign. So, the technology, the evident technology would be reasonably similar. They could deduce, oh, okay, this is this, this is this, they just went this wrong. Okay. Right. So, and we did bring up the concept, well, John, it was a favorite term of his, a story verse, where the IDET comes through and they get caught up in this
1: ongoing
0: plot They get this. caught
1: up in the events. Well, does it have
0: to be a story verse? Well, no, see, that's the thing. No, not really. It, it, it's, it's, not
1: really. Yeah. You could place this basically anywhere.
2: Well, that, that, that's fine. I'm just saying it would so it, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't
1: okay. need to be, but... There's enough information that if you want to have them get caught up in certain events, you can.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, remember, if it's a story verse, then that means they're trapped there until they get to a point where the story would allow them to leave.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, that, that, That. oh, look, I hear a train coming. Yeah, that's railroading. I never was fond of the no. story verse
1: concept.
0: Well, if you really... want to do it, you know, I know people who'd love to go along with... Uh, 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 Sam and and, you know, uh, on on the way over to Mordor. I mean, they'd love doing that but, but, you know, not everybody wants to do it.
1: (laughs) Right. The possibility is there if that's your thing.
2: Right. If you have the people ready, okay, we're ready to do this, we want to do this event, yeah, then run it as a storyverse. Okay, so, trying to think of what else pertinent to ask at this point early on. Getting through the portal you determine, okay, they have anagraph PL7 minimum. Okay. And um, then
1: they'll realize that this is an empty, abandoned settlement. There okay. is no one here.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, it says left by an otter race, otter-like race of builders. didn't say it was inhabited. Just no. The black concrete bunkers, apartments, and water slides. That's all that's there. Okay. Right. And you said this, but, is, this was in the island known as the Wasteland.
1: Yeah, this is a desert island known as the Wasteland.
2: Okay. All right. All right. All oh. right. So let's see what else. Upon immediate arrival, all right, and all right, um, Bruce. You got any anything right off the bat that would be pertinent to ask as far as like once a IDet gets in there, what else they would be looking for? And-
0: well, I mean, the things that IDet always look for, okay, are you know, is a the ability to uh, dispose of, uh, of of you know. Pollution—that's the number one thing. Secondly, is food production because of various eco, uh, ecological issues. Not to mention the uh, uh, oh, our, our friends, the spider people, um, the Demixi. Uh, the, the their 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 world is an ecological wait, you know, nightmare. Uh, though they're able to survive it because they're so tough. Uh, but uh, then after that, um, of course, uh, healing technology is huge, uh, you know, on Earth because. There's only so many uh, dock boxes they're going to find their hands on. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to say something like, well, you know, you can use nanotech to do genetic manipulation, but... You know, is how 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 easy is that to do? I mean, is it literally you you go in, get a scan, and this thing cooks up something to inject into you in the next five minutes, or is this one of those devices that takes like a, you know a day long scan, and then you have to uh, wait a week while it does a, like you know uh, you know number crunching that requires you know massive supercomputers, and then it comes up with something that fixes one thing. Meanwhile, there's like you know 10, 15 billion people on the Planet, or less, if there's been an ecological disaster in the meantime.
2: Okay, um, let's see. By PL7, from what I. Okay, early genetic engineering starts PL6. Um, I mean, we see it now in our world PL5, you know, we crack the human genome, we've mapped it, and so by the time PL7 comes along, you can walk into a, you know, a gene tech boutique and okay, I want a tail. Okay, lay in this bed and we'll, you know, cook it up and you'll have it. You might it'd be like a hospital stay, but still they'd be able to okay, we're going to grab this animal allele where you have a prehensile tail and you can walk out and just, okay, your next stop is the tailored, because now you got to alter all your pants. Um, right,
0: but is it? are they going to just graft it onto you, or are they going to make it so you can grow one, like the, uh, uh, you know, the Temelurn um, limb packs? There's nothing to say that you can't use that to grow limbs you're not supposed to have.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would take just a bit of tweaking for the device, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, genetic engineering, if it's at PL7, you should be able to do most changes... And it would be it wouldn't be outpatient. It, it will depend on what you're trying to tweak. I don't want a, I don't want my sweat to stink anymore. Okay, that that's like you get that's outpatient. You know, you could do that, and you know, maybe a couple hours, and you can go home. Right. Changing bodily gender that might take a hospital stay. You know, things like that. Just
1: right. Yeah. Or so. something like what happened with Dexter, where his entire species changed.
2: Ah, okay, well, all right, explain that real quick, because an entire species changing, that would be something that... Right. That's, that's PL-8, PL-9 technology yeah, right that's, there.
1: that's not something that they would... that's not something they would run into, not at that level. Oh, no, it'd be Just, minimum
2: PL-9 to, to change the spece- an entire species on a planet. Yeah, that's PL-9, possibly right. 10. Yeah, okay.
1: And but the precursors can and have done this. Well if yeah, they've they could PLC can create planets. They can alter yeah. a whole species with sapphoff. if they determine that that they they uh have their own specific quantifiers to determine if they believe the person is worthy of the gift of evolution, as they called it.
2: Okay, to change them from a human to, to a, a,
1: to a an precursor. Osel,
2: or an ossel, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um,
1: and because think. of the human perception of it, that's that's actually... Because the human's perception of the precursors, that's actually why Vigar was so adamant about... Him about wanting to want wanting to accept this. The precursors had offered this to Jack himself. Yes. But the Eager was adamant that he w- he was going to be worthy of this gift and wanted it for him for for his own. And one of the Atzals, I believe it is the Atzal leader. I don't know. I haven't played the game in a hot minute. So okay. Basically, does the okay, but you might not like the result.
2: Oh, so it's a. Th- Thing like Z lowering the glasses as a uh, GM are you sure yeah yes Yeah.
1: so he does the thing then we find out uh, uh, us playing the game we find out the precursors are these little small little two foot tall furry rodents right oh, as Vigor finds out and he turns into one
2: yeah and all of a sudden he's like really wait these lions wait of- yeah
1: these are the precursors yeah <sighs> And then he turns into one, because it takes a bit of time for that transformation to take effect. Well,
2: yeah, if you're compacting yourself from, let's say, six feet down to two feet, yeah, yeah. short of PL-9, you know, teleport technology, or are just bang, bang, you're done. Yeah, right. take a little bit of shrinking and distorting, yeah. Okay, so pollution removal, ecological damage reversal, food production. PL-7 minimum, these humans, yeah, pollution, by PL-7...
1: Pollution's just... Not it wouldn't even. Free. Everything would
2: be clean energy sources. You wouldn't have it. Right. So they would have already come up with a way.
0: The most. Well, okay. Well, hold on there, Buckaroo. Okay, Maybe. you still have to clean it up. Okay? Oh yeah, no, I was most, getting to uh, that. We
1: were getting to that.
0: Okay, because let me give you an example. Right now, we're acidifying the water of our oceans to the point where there's a very good chance within the next twenty years that there's going to be a huge die-off of fish and plankton, which is going to negatively affect our air supply. Yeah. So getting that to just grow back. First, you have to do something about the acid, uh, you know, we're talking about all that water, okay? You can't just say, well, we're not going to do that anymore.
2: Well, yeah, because the progression of a society, they would have probably had their fossil fuel time, okay, coal and then oil, and then and then getting into cleaner sources of energy such as geothermal, solar,
1: wind. Right.
2: Yeah. So they would have learned, they would have the pollution cleanup technology,
1: uh. Yeah, if you're talking about things like healing the environment and, and the recovering from pollution-related things, in this particular society, that would probably be derived from Green Eco.
2: Okay, let, let's take... Okay, Green Eco, let's...
1: As... as
2: yeah, Green Eco, okay... Uh, regenerative eco supplying health to life limited reversal to effects of dark eco especially in plant life the sage of green eco Samos Okay, uh, used throughout the series as a means of restoring health and occasionally as fuel it's considered the eco of nature it allows Samos to communicate with plants and rocks okay yeah no green eco that was there that's how they learned to clean up their environment that, that's it's how like the, they
1: learned to, to clean up the pollution Especially if dark eco was involved as the most likely cause of a polluted area being being in existence.
2: Okay. So we have that. Okay, so we have pollution, ecological damage, restoration, green eco. Okay, we got that. Well, let's see, especially in plant life. That could be used for food that, production as well,
1: right? Maintaining healthy plants.
2: Yes, and just green eco maintains farms and hydroponics places. And okay, is there an eco that affects animal life? Because um, if so, then that would be the hi, We have you know strong uh, fauna because right. this green eco covers the flora.
1: I am looking here.
2: So, yeah, I'm look so. At blue,
1: yellow, and red here.
2: So, I am seeing, okay, we've got the pollution and ecological damage cleanup. That's out of the way. Green and gold. Done. Now, food production, yeah, because that is one of the problems back on Earth Prime is that even as they go out on the fringe paths, when they started, we were having pol- uh, population issues.
1: Um, okay. Here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do, and I'm having to derive this based on, based on game mechanics. I'm having to headcanon this again.
2: Okay, that's fine. This is all uh, thought experiment, anyways. In huh, relation
1: so, yeah. to stronger, hardier fauna, probably red eco. Okay. It it is the eco of short range power and strength, but as I scroll down. It mentions that
2: increase the strength of its user. Take out stronger enemy one hit. It,
1: it mentions that during the game, when you're dealing during Precursor Legacy, Red Eco can be dropped by fallen enemies.
2: Okay, I, I see uh, Red Eco more as a combat drug type thing.
1: Okay, more, we can go that route. Yeah, too. I don't.
2: I don't know if it would really count as providing stronger, healthier livestock and whatnot. I see it more as a combat enhancement.
1: Okay, so it may be because, maybe that's... Just more tied into the green, enhancing the plants which are fed to those animals. There, ah, okay, I,
0: what, ah, I see what you did. The, 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 the two fingers okay, later let's, on let, Let's go, go with that one
1: instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, work, let's yeah, go that yeah, way. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> Have you uh, in any way talked about the availability of these various ecos, like how much exists, how much can be produced? Because I know you can turn some of them into each other, but really, if you wanted you know, if they wanted to bring that back to Earth Prime or to another world, how how would they do it, and how much could they produce? Yeah, see it that's, would
1: have to be in its crystal form.
2: Yeah, because if it were in the nanobot form, unless it was a techno-organic nanobot, it would shut down as soon as brought right. through the fringe portal. Also, usually you're taking nanites... From one place, unless they you know flow as a cloud on their own, you're putting them in a magnetic bottle. Now, unless that magnetic bottle is Commonwealth or Termelern Biotech holding those nanites for transport across the fringe paths, yeah,
1: yeah, but but to to use it in in the ways you're talking about, you would most likely be obtaining the the eco in question in its crystallized form.
2: Okay. Uh, Let's see, because I want to... Which? In cluster... Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see what else here could be... Because, yeah, that's that's the first thing they're going to want to do. They're seeing all this different type of nanites, the four colors and the light and the dark eco... Yeah, they're going to want to bring... Te- that's the whole point. That's one of the major points of an Idet. They're bringing back technology and sciences to bring back to help Earth Prime because they kind of screwed over their planet. You know, it's... Yeah, we have the overpopulation. We have food problems. We've got, you know, ecological damage from pollution and industrialization. Right. We need stuff to clean all this up or we're going to die. Right. So, them bringing back these crystals of... Nano nanites. Well again, probably well, we're using nanites in the general term. This in would be gen- probably gen- Picotech by this time.
1: In generalized term for yeah. what's
2: so once they bring these crystals through the fringe paths and back now what would it take for a crystal to revert back to nano form where it looks like droplets of liquid or a gas? How I- do, yeah. don't
1: know. They never went there. They never go there.
2: They went na- uh, it, it liquid or yeah. gas to solid, but not back.
1: Right. They, they don't seem to mention anything about that.
2: Hmm. Well, because nanites are controlled, they are robots, essentially. Uh, it would end up being a lot of reverse engineering and Earth Prime and using either their tech or Commonwealth tech to try to find the right way to interface with it and say, okay, revert to fluid form. Yeah, and that that could take... Yeah. So... Yeah. But yeah, once they bring back... Well, that's the thing. Once they go to this world and find out, yeah, we have this nanotech here that we can bring back. Oh, the green stuff helps restore plant life, which... Plankton is a form of plant life.
1: Helps restore plant life and clean up polluted areas.
2: So, yeah, they would be all over the green eco hardcore. Red, yeah, that's that's basically a combat drug. Okay, let the, the, now, the other...
1: Blue contains the energy of motion. It is used for power.
2: Okay. Ah. Hyper... Oh. A hyperactive kinetic energy, able to be invoked into machines and humans through electrical discharge, and can be channeled by some human. But by- okay, um, used to activate precursor. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, uh. here we go. Yes. Read this sentence. It blue eco is used to activate precursor technology, laying dormant for years, namely launchers, floating transportation platforms, precursors, doors, bridges. Uh, both are in, okay, yeah. Use the blue eco to revert the green eco and others back to fluid/slash gaseous nano fluid form. Basically, yeah, it's used to activate precursor technology, of which the green eco the, the is. Oh, we have this crystal. crystal. The
1: other crystals have the big. blue
2: zap it. <laughs> okay, right. it's back. Yeah. So that would be your techie on the team doping that out after a while.
1: After a while. Yeah. And where you mentioned that it can be channeled by some humans. Yes. That is a thing. Well,
2: it says, yeah, it says some Jack...
1: Human, Jack is an eco-channeler.
2: Yeah, basically, well, if it's blue energy like this, he basically becomes an electrokinetic. Yep. Now, here. okay, here's something else. He'll... Uh is there any psionics on this world or any powers are all due to nanites messing with you?
1: Um,
2: I'm thinking it's nanites. nanites Okay, so technically Jack is a cyborg. Nanotech. In in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, technically. Yeah, he would be a cyborg, it's just not clunky mechanical parts, it's all nanotech flowing through. Okay, so essentially
1: that's yeah. So at least a portion of the population has this work about them that they can easily harness the power of eco. So
2: that would mean basically that this eco has been messing with the human population for probably millennia, if not longer. And just it, well, we already know it does genetic gra- engineering. Gradu- it, it, yeah.
1: Gradual. Yeah. I would say gradual evolution based on exposure. So mutation. Yeah. Gra- gradual mutation. Gradual mutation based on exposure to uh, highly eco-infused areas. Okay,
2: all right, all right. So we have food production and pollution-slash-ecological damage repair. Okay, those things, Bruce, we have covered by the various forms of eco. Um, let's see, what else would they be looking for, the IDET team? What other things would they be looking for on this world to bring back?
0: Well, I mean, from the standpoint of the uh, of the team members, uh, they'd be looking for uh, lost artifacts, uh, maybe uh, animals that could fit specific ecological ditches that you know are missing from earth prime or any of the common wealth worlds uh, you know alternate versions of uh, fam- you know famous uh, uh, bands and, and and music renditions you know you know did if you, if they had somebody like Beethoven you know did he write more symphonies or did he die of, 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 of uh, whatever Beethoven died of
2: yeah. Oh, okay. So at this point, once pollution, repair, and food production are found, looking more for historical variances and artifacts and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. The well, of job. course, this is our fifth Excalibur we found. Yeah,
0: we got a. Yeah. Gotta cancel, right. Yeah. Uh, energy production. Always that, looking for alternate versions of energy that could be uh, leveraged on a world scale
2: oh that'd be the blue eco definitely
0: yeah i'm thinking that you know but again how much can you produce
1: um since it is not described as I, I would say the blue would be harder to get a hold of as the crystals are not known to form naturally
2: that's true yeah it only said that out of the six three would three naturally crystallize. naturally
1: for, three form crystals naturally
2: Okay. Yeah, the energy, emotion, hyperactive kinetic energy I, it I being would, invoked in the machines through electrical discharge.
1: And I would personally argue that of the other three, blue, red, and yellow, blue is probably the hardest to get to crystallize because it contains the energy of motion. It always wants to keep moving.
2: Yeah, yeah. Try like yeah. Trying it, to capture it would just be get over here. Yeah. Um, In
1: this case, it would literally be trying to catch light. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me see the other. Okay. So blue is energy production, red is combat enhancement,
1: yellow is. All right, let's see yellow Similar, here. Similar, but more long-range.
2: It's used as a long-range weapon It's powerful, if not more, than Red Eco. Uh, especially comes in the form of a dispensable fire-like projectile. Break open strong boxes, a feature not even exhibited by the strength specialty especially Red Eco. Okay, yeah, yellow Eco, basically, I'm seeing as a weapon. Yeah. It's just, okay, yeah, this is this just... This
1: is used to... The, the the yellow was probably used to make weapons to fight for the precursors to fight against their enemies. Okay, okay.
2: so yeah, the metal heads and the
1: dark makers,
2: dark makers. Thank you. I yes, know the dark something.
1: The dark makers were were once precursors corrupted by standard exposure to dark eco. Yeah.
2: Okay, so okay, so red combat drug, yellow weapon, green enhancing plant life, blue energy production. Now, when the four colored ones become light eco, and it's used to power the planetary defense system. No sages known of light eco... Yet. Yet. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to see what...
1: It is... It, 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 this type of eco has optim- has been foretold of its immense power and incredible rarity, to the event that Gaul explains that it does exist, seeing that to most people the existence of Light Eco is rumored at
2: best. Oh, let's see, I'm trying to see here. In Jack 3, Jack could transform into Light Jack, giving him defensive and regenerative abilities. Well, yeah, you've got energy manipulation, um, regenerative, let's see, regenerative abilities, energy manipulation, strength, and basically energy discharge. Yeah, light Jack is just basically yeah. These abilities include flash freeze, allowing Jack to slow time down, light regeneration for his health, light flight, and light ship. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Now the the slowing time down and the regeneration can be powers that were derived from the blue and green echo that make up. The combination is light eco. Okay,
2: yeah. But basically if you get infused with light eco, you're a nano god. You just are you know Yeah. You you can survive almost anything and you can just blow it away. And you know, it's like, Oh, that which was is, annoying. Zot. Which
1: is why that Particular form is temporary, as well yeah. as his, as well as the dark jack form.
2: Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so we okay the eco. We know that it would be they would want the green first for food production, right? Blue for energy production because all always new sources of energy production are wanted by Earth Prime. Yeah, red and yellow wouldn't be so sought after by the idea. They'd be like, okay, not that's so a combat much. drug. That's a weapon. Not yeah. not
1: so much. Yeah.
2: Okay, we have them. They're on the back burner. The blue and the green are the ones that are more important to right. our overall overarching and mission.
1: To that end, they would and they would look. I imagine they would look to getting into contact with people that would that, that would be in power in the cities on the world.
2: Okay. Alright. Um
1: in which case I know there is Haven City, there's Spargus, there's Crass City. Crass. Yeah. Crass appeared in Jack X and I do I admittedly do not know nearly as much about it.
0: This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav.
2: There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
0: Gaming on the Frontier Podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons. 3.0 license, no commercial reproduction, and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast.